Hello everyone and welcome to episode 36 of the Switchaboo podcast. My name is Alex Harding, I'll be your host as always. And just like as always, I'm joined by my co-host Nathan Rudge. Hello again. And the cynical guy, Jake Mounsey. Hi, hi. And uh, this time around, I mean, this when this goes live, we won't have... Uh, well, you know, E3, well, kind of pseudo E3 would have already wrapped up. There might have been a Nintendo Direct. Uh, we don't know. Um, but supposed rumbles, rumblings for next week or, you know, around, the t- around that time it normally happens. But I guess we'll just see. We yeah, we're, might... we're in a really awkward spot with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, do we talk about anything? Do we not? Um, there's been other, like um, the Summer Games Fest and all that kind of stuff, but... I don't think we'll talk too much about that because this time around we're just kind of waiting to see what happens. So um, we'll treat the we'll treat the episode as normal. We'll go through um, other kind of news bits and we'll go from there, I suppose. But uh, let's jump straight into what we've been playing first up. Anyone want to volunteer to go first? I mean, mine's shorter, so I can start. Yeah, go, yeah, for, go it. for it. But to start off, let's let's go over the facts. I thought this time we were. Because it's E3 season, I'll cover over a couple of E3 facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the first E3 was held back in 1995 at the uh, LA Convention Center, which is where it's always been. But there was three E3, E3s held elsewhere. The 1997-1998 ones was at the Georgia World Congress Center, and then Santa Monica Airport had the 2007 one. Jeez, imagine doing that in an airport. That's why I was like, why would you do it in an airport? Yeah. I mean, there might be a like a convention hall at the airport. Yeah, there must be. Surely. Um, apparently, over 50,000 people attended the first E3, where Microsoft, Sega, and Nintendo were the main presenters. And Microsoft? the size of that convention forced the Consumer Electronics... Is that what it's called? The Consumer Electronics Show? The yeah. CEA, basically. Um, to concede, uh, saying that they've actually overtaken them as a the gaming like representation in industry. Yeah, like yeah, just cause... right off the bat, because yeah. that's how E three formed in the first place. Because um, another fact, they they literally chucked them outside. Yeah, when it was raining, <laughs> which ruined the Genesis console Sega was showing off. Yeah, it was it was a it was a big thing, and that was the first time they showed off the last CES that they did was the first time they showed off Donkey Kong Country, and yeah, they were in they were talking about how they were intense um, outside, and it was pouring down with rain, and so they and CES is mainly for like you know uh, like tech giants and all that kind of stuff, and um, video games were kind of seen as toys still back then yeah. um, by a, like a lot of that audience. So yeah, that's when they spun off and. the ESA became its own thing. And then there was a couple other things. Uh, In 1996, the biggest draw was the Nintendo 64 joystick. Yeah. It was reported at the time as one of the biggest moments of the show when Nintendo showed the joystick showcasing Mario running around in circles because, you know, it was the the 3D. No one else had it. Right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't had, think of that. Yeah. It was a, it was a revolutionary thing. Yeah, 
Uh, Sony also broke a previously agreed upon rules to not announce console price drops at E3. <laughs> Be- but uh, the person who, ju- the John Williams, who justifies it by saying he wasn't the president at the time the companies agreed to this. That's funny. That's like, that's like, just because you weren't the president doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently to counter that, Sega just quickly announced the price drop of theirs and uh, handed out flyers off of the Saturn. Yeah, because that was the that was that infamous time when uh, the Sat the Saturn was shown off and announced, and it came out that day. Yep. Yeah. And they said three ninety nine, and then um, Steve Race, his name was for, from Sony, said he, he just went off stage. He had this whole speech prepared, and he's like, "No, two ninety nine." And walked off. It was like a real mic drop moment. <laughs> Chad yeah. move. <laughs> um and last thing i'm going to point out um e3 1997 was when duke nukem forever was for- first showcased it sure was <laughs> to finally be released in 2011 is that the longest announcement to release i think so i will quickly google that but yeah i think it is yeah but in terms of me playing games this week i've only played something today in the last two weeks i've not had time i even have a strikers like the mario strikers game i haven't had a chance to play it i've only been playing the fire emblem warriors demo so i can you know get get my head start on it how's Uh, that going actually pretty good cool uh the only thing i'm unsure about now is uh being able to go back and repeat missions. Okay. Because you know how normally in Warriors games you can go back and get an S rank. Yeah. I haven't been... Uh, so far, I don't know if I can do that in this one because it kind of plays like... You know when you do the story mission in uh, Three Houses, it goes, okay, now you're on to the next month. Yeah. It seems to be that's each mission is the next story point. So it's like, okay... I'm interested to see how this goes. Hopefully I can go back and repeat missions because I like to do that. But yeah. Okay. Um, and the other thing I had with it was um, it's actually just an alternate timeline where you're the mercen- like your character's the mercenary that saves them from the bandits and Byleth never encounters them. Uh, okay. So Byleth is still one of uh, Geralt's mercenaries. Ah, yeah, which changes that plot immensely. Somewhat, yeah, it does. It's been a while since I played Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, I need so, to. I need to get back on that. There is massive spoilers in the opening cutscene if you haven't come across certain character reveals. Oh no. Okay, well, everyone, you've been warned. That's a that's pretty but crappy. It, it, to be fair, it's literally as a addition to three houses, so it's assuming you finished it. Sure. And I didn't come across some of it in Crimson Rose, which is the Edelgard path, which is the added like path they added on. Yeah. But 
you should be able to come on at least in some of them because I'm pretty sure you came across the reveals in um, Golden Deer, didn't you, Jake? Yeah. Yeah. So, and you do come across at least one of the reveals in um, the Crimson Rose one. Okay. That raises a question, though, Alex. Have you finished three houses? At yeah. least one run? What, yeah, one what run. house. Uh, golden, the Golden Deers. Best house. <laughs> I did like it. Yeah, I love my little band of misfits. <laughs> I, I, I personally went with Black Eagles purely because magic. They're the ones. They're the house with the most magic. That's fair. Uh, of course, you and your love for magic and fantasy settings. Yeah. Yes. I enjoyed it. It was like I can't imagine me going back and playing it a second time, though. You mean you don't want to find out more story? Nah. You don't want to find out how Dimitri lost his eye? I'm sure it was very sad. <laughs> I, well, I've, I, yeah, I've tried multiple times to, you know, replay all of those other stories. I'd usually get about like 20 hours in and was like, uh, I'm bored now. <laughs> the, the challenge yeah. is the first nine chapters of the game are the exact same. Yeah. There's no difference between them. I mean, I just finished putting 85 hours into Yakuza 0, so. You know. Well, that brings up your games. Let's now, go. <laughs> well, I was, I was actually going to talk about that one because, I don't know, I can kind of talk about that one for a while. Um, but I won't. Um, mainly what I've been playing is so Mario Strikers Battle League. Um, I quite enjoy it. I didn't really play the, the initial ones all that much. So, from what I've heard, it's very very similar to those ones um i'm a bit disappointed that there's not too much in regards to single player content it's just a tournament yeah, I, i've noticed yeah, that jason's been playing that, i'm like yeah. where's i mean the first the strikers charge had a tournament but like it kind of had like a progressively like harder like you start off easy and then whatnot and that's how you unlock the characters yeah yeah there's there's nothing really to incentivize you to keep going other than yeah it does get a little bit harder and i don't know you unlock a trophy and like it's this, you only go up against three other teams and then that's it and then it's the end you get a trophy then you move on to the next one i think there's about six tournaments and all okay so and that's different than what the other one was it was um like it had round robin style and then it went into your like winner's cup i think yeah it's very dumbed down um Maybe they put more focus into like make, making the the clubs and the leagues for online. I, I feel like there is there is mer- very much a more of a focus about online in this, which yeah, not so much for me. But the game itself is a lot of fun, and it runs very nicely and very smooth. Mm. It, it's just aside from that, it's I don't know, not much more to it, I suppose. Yeah, it's just but, Mario Strikers. Yeah, really, with a uh, Mario sports game, really, what else do you need? Well, that's true. I mean, we've got, <laughs> I suppose I can go back to Mario Golf. I'll, I was like, yeah, it had a story mode, and then the story mode was just a long tutorial. Yeah. I'm like, eh. So, like, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I'm getting, I'm growing tired of it just being the bare bones from Mario sports games. Yeah, yeah. They have been like that for quite a bit now, haven't they? I mean, yeah, the Strikers Charged actually had like a mission mode as well. So like, you play certain characters to do a certain thing. Yeah, 
So like even that's not included from what I've seen. Nah, none of that. So Which, yeah, I'm, you know that's kind of like a hidden tutorial because it actually got you to do specific things. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like paying seventy Australian dollars for something like that when you can spend like twenty dollars on something much much better. Well, not better, but like you know much more robust. I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of. I'm pretty sure the standard price is eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Recommended retail price yeah. is eighty. So yeah, it's just kind of I don't know. I'm getting a little burnt out, I suppose, on that from Nintendo. So, I mean, I played the demo. I found it a bit hard to keep track of, like getting to the ball. Yeah, that as well for sure. Like in um, swapping between the characters. Yeah, and like actually, you know, the ball goes all over the place way fast. Yeah. And, like, you can go, oh, I'm running over, and then it's gone on to the other side of the map, and you're like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Steve is currently reviewing it for us, um, so I'm really curious as to what he... Hey, Steve loves soccer. I mean, he, you know, he grows... He's, he's from England, but he's, like, a massive, um, massive soccer fan or football fan. Mm. Uh, so I'm really curious as to what, what he'll say about it. Um, aside from that, though, I also played, finished, and reviewed Card Shark. So this was the game that was shown off in the uh, in the last Indie World Direct and a couple um, like couple of Indie World Directs earlier as well. This was the one from Devolver Digital where you're cheating at cards. Yeah, I saw I saw the review that uh, uh, the video review that you made and put up on the, yeah the YouTube channel. I can't say that guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, it was it was it was really good. Um, it I did have a little bit of issues with the the pre um, the pre launch build. It crashed on me a few times, but I didn't want to mention that in the review. Um, but hopefully that's fixed up now. But I mean, for the game itself, it's a lot of fun. It's as you know, because you're you know you're cheating at cars and you're you're being stealthy. It's as fiddly as you'd expect it to be, mm. like in real life. So like. You have to be very careful with how you, um, with how you do it because like one false move it can ruin the entire thing. So that was kind of, I don't, I, I don't know. Like it, it was a great game and and very, very unique and very fun. Um, but yeah, it's, I enjoy, I really, I gave it an eight out of ten. Like overall, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think it might have, might be a bit difficult for those who. Um, how do I put it? For for those who aren't very good with like quick button movements and you know remembering buttons and remembering like, um, especially if you like you know you play on Xbox for example and it tells you to press the X button and then you play on Nintendo and then it tells you to press the X button and it's completely different. Yeah. So like things things like that, you need a lot of muscle memory and like you can learn new new tricks every single run almost and well especially that's how it feels in the first and you're like okay which way is this and you're gonna have to like wipe the wipe the table with the cloth and if you yeah depending on what suit that they have yeah exactly and then you got to remember which way is clockwise which way is counterclockwise what what club does that what um suit does that represent and yeah it, it gets very confusing as you go through it but the art style is incredible oh the art loved, is amazing yeah love the art style like i could you could take screenshots from that and hang it on a wall. Mm. 
Like that's how that's how good it is. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear more of that and probably a more structured version of the way that I just explained it, um, go check out on our YouTube. So youtube.com slash switchaboo. Um, yeah, my review's up there. It's only like four minutes long. So um, yeah, go check that out. But Jake, what have you been playing? So uh, recently I've been playing the indie smash hit that has taken the world by storm, Vampire Survivors. Uh, Alex, if you remember a couple episodes ago, this is what I thought the uh, Zombie Rollers pinball game was. That's for... right. Yeah. yeah. I do remember that. So this Go game, <laughs> yeah, this game is crack. <laughs> there, there is I, no... I have heard this is described as crack. Yeah, the, there, there is no better way to, like, you know, just kind of describe this game. It is probably the most addictive game I have ever seen. And, like, it uses every kind of trick that, like, mobile games use to get you addicted to very low, basic uh, gameplay and stuff. But it's like a single three dollar payment, and you you yeah you just have the game. You can play it forever. It is cheap as hell, and like I've only been playing it for a couple of days, and I've already put in how much? Because I have it on Steam. Uh, twenty hours. Too many hours. <laughs> twenty hours. Yeah, dang. Dang. <laughs> too many hours in a couple. Yeah, of days. yeah, way too much. It has been the one thing that has gotten me to, you know, stop playing Final Fantasy XIV to much of the audience's rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- th- this game is like, like I said, it is very basic, but like also very addictive. Like as someone who has like a, uh, just like a hobbies level worth of uh, knowledge on psychology, this game is fascinating to me. Because, yeah, like, like I said, it does every trick in the book that, like, mobile games do to uh, get you hooked and just give you that immediate dopamine hit. And, like, I, I've also heard uh, rumors that the one guy that makes it used to make uh, mobile slot machine apps. And, uh-huh. it, <laughs> and it shows... Yeah, that says it, a lot. It shows. That makes Yeah, that yeah. Because, um, yeah, okay, so how the game works is, like, you're just... You, you start off as just, like, one guy with, like, just a basic attack. The more things you kill, the more experience you get, you level up, you get more items, more passive abilities, and eventually the game just turns into a bullet hell shooter, but you're the boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it can get very crazy. And I've like, seen the gameplay of this. Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, at times you'll fight, uh, like, in the horde of, like, just all the many tiny enemies that just die instantly. You'll have, like, one really big guy. If you kill him, he drops a chest that will have, like, an upgrade to whatever you've uh, picked up from leveling. But as as, like, the chest opens up, it turns into, like, a slot machine. So it's, like catchy music all this flash and just everything and yeah it just hits your brain that way interesting <laughs> yeah yeah but like aren't runs also really short as well yeah like half an hour yeah 
assuming you don't have a very very specific build yeah because uh how the how the game works is like at the half hour point uh death shows up and insta kills you but (laughs) if you have a very specific build uh you can actually avoid that damage and kill death and keep the run going indefinitely (laughs) that's fun and what i love about that you actually get the ability to play as death if you kill him He's a secret character. Neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty neat. And yeah, if any of this sounds interesting to you, it's on Steam for three bucks Australian. It is cheap as hell. It's like no wonder everyone has been playing this. No wonder. No, I, I even have it purchased. Indie- I yeah. just need to boot it up. Yeah, yeah. Like no wonder. Pretty much every indie game that has been put on Steam since like January has been a clone of this. Because, like, it is a very simple game to make. Like, if you just look at the art, like, I joked about how one of the characters in the, uh, in, like, the official artwork is clearly traced from, uh, Bayonetta 2's box art. It's like, all yeah, of the Yeah, I remember pixel- that. Yeah, all of the pixel art is just clones of, uh, pixel art from Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of It is so blatant. <laughs> Hey, it, it works. It, it, yeah, it's kind of funny, and like <laughs> the game, like the game is only in early access. It's still being worked on, and like the guy, every like week or two, I think, just comes out. It's like, oh yeah, I've got new character, new weapons, new level, blah 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 blah. Like, so it gets updated regularly. Well, that's good. Yeah, and yeah, I've been having an absolute blast with it. I wonder. Do you reckon it would? Like, with its success, come to Switch? Oh, easily. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, sense. but, like, I thought I heard it was uh, coming to the uh, Xbox Game Pass at some point, but apparently that didn't end up happening. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like a thing between you had. Yeah, like, since everything is, like, like, just pixel art and just very low, you know... Yeah, very low, yeah. like, graphic intense. Like, this can run yep. on... I, I'm surprised this... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, sorry, if this got a mobile port. Makes sense. There yeah. you go. Get the GBA port. <laughs> I'd love to play it on the GBA. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh, I wasn't being sarcastic. <laughs> it's happening. We're gonna bull- we're it. gonna bully the developer to make it for the GBA right now. <laughs> and be a very profitable endeavor, surely. Yeah. So yeah, we will bully him to make it on the Game Boy. <laughs> it could work. Uh, so another thing, uh, I've been uh, currently on my uh, stream schedule. I've been playing Revelations Persona. Well, more specifically the PSP re-release Shin Megami Tensei Persona aka Mm. Persona 1 so hey Persona fans did you know that there's Persona games before 3 wild isn't it I didn't even know that (laughs) no Uh, no no there's there's a reason to that yeah no I know yeah (laughs) yeah Persona 3 was such a massive shift in like just the game's overall gameplay that you know and people loved it, so they just ran with it for the next couple of games. No. But yeah, uh, been playing Persona 1. I, I have played it before, but I didn't get very far before, you know, I uh, 
you know, I just moved to something else and forgot about it. But, um, yeah, this is very, very classic SMT, because, like, the original, yeah, the original PS1 release came out, like, 96? So... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Was that so, SNES? So, no, I'm P- thinking of the original Shimigami Tensei. You're thinking of the original Shimigami Tensei. The original okay. Persona was on PlayStation 1. Ah, there you yeah. go. So yeah, it is very, very classic SMT. So like you move around first person dungeon crawler style. And uh when you actually get into a random battle, the uh uh the game shifts to like a uh Mario RPG style isometric kind of thing. With, like, yeah. you know, you guys on one side, enemy on the other side. Uh but yeah, you have right. like um formation kind of thing so like based on what characters uh ranges with their weapons and you know their persona abilities you either stick them on the front in the back in the middle you can't have two people directly next to each other so like that's the main gimmick of the thing but uh one thing that um uh that this game does that is like really like I really like, but it's also really confusing, is just the amount of elemental weaknesses enemies have. It's when, um, yeah, when they, like, changed how the gameplay of the Persona series worked in 3, they drastically cut everything down, so, like, element-wise, you only had, like, fire, ice, uh, electricity, wind, light, and dark, so you only had the six. And then later on in 5, they eventually added in psychokinesis and nuclear to that to just try and mix things up a bit. In Persona, there is... There is so many elements. There is too much. So there's... God. Let's see if I can name like all of them from the top of my head. So you got fire, ice, electricity, wind as normal. Light, dark, uh, water, earth, nuclear, psychokinesis, gravity, uh, grave, judgment. Uh, I think there's like five, maybe six others that I'm forgetting. There is just so much. And that's not including like each weapon, like each weapon type counts as an element. So like great swords, rapiers, knives guns bows there's there is so much to keep track of it is insane (laughs) it is so hard to keep track of everything is that to the game's detriment would you say um kinda because like you don't really get a lot of um yeah like especially at the beginning you don't really get like a lot of uh different elements so, like, you're stuck with, like, probably five, maybe six, while, like, everything you fight has, like, twelve at their disposal. And right. each character is usually, like, since there's such a wide breadth of elements in the game, each character is typically weak to, like, three or four different things. So, things can quickly snowball out of, uh, out of control. God. <laughs> and I and I didn't even like talk about like how many status effects there are. Can, <laughs> can you tell me 
what being inflicted with happy is supposed to mean, because I have no idea. <laughs> Reduce defense? It's, I, I straight up don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> God. Oh, most annoying one, though. Level down. Oh. Enem- enemies can de-level you in fights. That sucks. That is super Oof. not fun. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> oh. But one thing I do kind of like about it, though, is uh, it actually has some interesting replayability. Because uh, there's, I think, in total, nine uh, party members you can get in the game. But the second you get your fifth party member, you cannot recruit the rest. Huh. So, like, if you want to play again with a uh, different set of party members, just decline everyone else, just shun them, and then, you know, hang out with the other guys. And I learned that way too late. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't learn that until I got stuck and had to look up a walkthrough on where I needed to go next. And the first thing, like, uh, yeah, the first thing the walkthrough said when I actually got to where I was, it's like, uh, if you still have so and so like amount of uh spaces left in your party, you will get this person. It's like, oh, I didn't know they could be a party member. Ah, uh, I really wanted to see what their persona was like. <laughs> okay, uh, I can confirm what happy is. What what is happy? Please tell me. It's been driving me nuts. I was correct about defense goes down. Right. Uh, it also increases the chance of ignoring orders. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that that makes sense. This is like I was wondering why some of my dudes like refused to attack. That was weird. But yeah, that, like there you I, go. Now you know. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, like with all this like outside of the gameplay stuff, my favorite thing about Persona is actually learning about um, you know, just folklore from stuff. Because Persona's whole thing is, like, everyone's powers is based on, you know, some kind of deity or historical figure or whatever. Like, um, uh, everyone's Persona in 3 is, like, based on, you know, uh, Roman or Greek stuff. Uh, like, uh, Orpheus, Isis, Caesar, um, uh, Nemesis, you know, that kind of stuff. While Persona 4 is all, like, Japanese uh yeah japanese deities like izanagi konohana sakia that kind of stuff so yeah learning about uh persona one's kind of overall theme is very uh hindu-esque was like very interesting because i don't actually know a lot about uh hindu mythology so that's you know fun to learn i like when games can teach you that stuff yeah 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 like unfortunately it doesn't you know tell you that in game so i had to like go on the wiki it's like okay who is this who is it based on it's like oh okay cool but <laughs> you know later games they ended up doing that that's cool yeah and the last game i've been playing um was recently shown off at the otk expo i think it was called i can't remember what <laughs> what it's right. called but yeah it was um uh, it was a uh, little game show thing run by, um, you know, streaming org OTK run by one Asmongold. Uh, it's t- most of the things that were shown off there were uh, games being run by um, 
uh, former Blizzard devs, because of course Sesmengold's whole thing is like he's the Warcraft guy. But uh, one thing that he showed off was a game called The Pale Beyond, and yes, it actually this is had a. I've been wanting to see. Yeah, it actually has a uh, uh, demo on Steam. So <laughs> the way this connects to Warcraft, though, is uh, this is done by Bellula Studios, which is a game dev studio, uh, an indie game dev studio, run by one Michael Bell, who uh, got the funds to make this game studio from his World of Warcraft YouTube channel. Is <laughs> the channel that I've been uh, watching for ages. So yeah, you're probably thinking it's like, oh, if it's a if it's from a guy who really likes warcraft is probably like high fantasy no this game's whole thing is you are being recruited to be the first mate of a cruise sh- uh, not a cruise ship a um you know just uh, like an a, exploration yeah ship. an exploration ship thank you uh trying to find another ship that had disappeared five years ago and about a month into your expedition uh expedition you get stuck in the ice, and your uh, your captain and a couple of his crew members have just jumped ship before the ship got frozen, and now you're stuck there, and it's you have to survive for like a year before rescue comes. So it's like it's like a resource management game. So hmm. this, God, the the first thing that like pops out at you if you look at this is its art style. It is, yeah, it's a very neat art style. It is goddamn beautiful. It 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 has like a very kind of scratchy kind of look, but also like painted. Like it it it's kind of hard to describe because I don't know much about art, but like I I didn't expect to be into this kind of thing because you know I just don't really like management games, but like. I played the demo for like a good two and a half hours before it actually ended, and I can't get enough of it. It is so intriguing. And isn't there like really difficult decisions you have to make and stuff? Oh, yeah. Like before you even, you know, get to the point where your ship is frozen in the ice, you have like a really difficult decision uh, where it's like a stowaway is found in uh, one of the crates in the ship turns out it's one of the sailor's kids so you have to have like the decision of like should we have this kid on for like an extra hand to you know help out around the ship but you know cost more resources like food and stuff later down the line or do we kick him out next time we get to port in and possibly you know lose the father as well so you know father can get him home safely and therefore have, you know, less people to help out on the ship and lower morale. So it's... There's a lot of, like, really difficult uh, decisions that you got to do, like, super early on that can affect, like, the entire playthrough. Because uh, like... I, I, um, I saw him talking about on his uh, news channel, mm. and he was like, those decisions in the demo are barely even scratching the surface. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, God. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's, like, good times where I'm, like, sitting there for, like, 10, 15 minutes. Just like, if I do this, it'll help out in the long run. But, like, 
the immediate will kind of just make things really difficult. But it's like, dude, uh, <laughs> it's like legitimately difficult, heavy decisions that you gotta do. Moral dilemma, the game. Yeah, yeah. But like, it it is fantastic. I can't wait for this thing to come to out fully release. It, yeah, it is. It is so high quality for. I think it's the team's first game too. It is. Yeah, yeah. This. <laughs> it, it there there is so much polish, and love put into this. Like every crew member has like their own backstories, like their names, nicknames, uh, like relationships with other people on the crew. They have like their own tags, like who they're loyal to. Are they a smoker? Do they have any like physical ailments? It's like there's so much stuff that you have to keep in mind with like every single decision that you make. But it is, it is just so fascinating. And like. Another thing, too, is, like, they're also, like, th this is currently just going to be, like, a PC release for now, but they are thinking of, uh, um, uh, making console ports in the future, so hopefully there's a Switch port that I can review in the Wee. future. I would be keen on it. It sounds pretty good. It sounds yeah. detailed. It is really detailed. Maybe, uh... You've been looking at the uh, art style for this, because, no, uh, like you said with uh, Card Shark, like this is one mm. of those games where like you can take a screenshot of this at any point and just put it up on the wall. All right, let me take a quick look. Hang on, there you go, Alex. Nope, I put it in general <laughs> by accident. Yeah, there we go. That was the first one I had <laughs> yeah. open. Yeah, yeah, that does look really not real nice. It seems like a game that would be a no-brainer for Switch. Yeah, yeah. Like, right off the bat, it just has controller support. Like, the way the game plays, it clearly is uh, is made for, you know, like, mouse and keyboard and stuff. Yeah. But it, right off the bat, just plug in a controller and it works. Like, and no that, issues. That publisher, Fellow Traveler, they've released many games on Switch. Mm. So that would... So yeah, he's he, he hoping it that. comes to Switch. I yeah. would love to review that. Give that... If you don't play the PC version. Yeah, look, I, I will. I'll most likely stream it in the future. Yeah. <laughs> That's what give you that... Else, give it a try. Yeah. Give that 6 to 12 months, I reckon. Yeah. Maybe in an a, um, in any world a, presentation. I was about to say, you might even get an indie presentation. Yeah. But yeah, it's like just, just just playing it now, it feels like it's almost done. Well, hey, we might even get at the E three. Like, hey, look for this. <laughs> <laughs> the quote unquote E three presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Quote unquote, that's for sure. It's been it's felt very weird this this season. Yeah, because like there's a lot of you know, shows happening, but it doesn't feel like a lot of stuff is being announced. Exactly. Or you yeah. look at it, either that, or you're looking at um, like a the wholesome direct that happened because I shared that with you guys, and it was just like an hour of nonstop back to back, and it's just like I don't it when it's like that when it's too many games, it just becomes a blur. Mm. 
Like I don't I don't remember anything sticking out aside from the games that I was like excited for prior to that because it it doesn't give you enough time to really soak it all in. I mean that's me that's just me but it's like, like they go over the um oh here's what's coming out and they just they just show clips of the games like I don't remember any of this. Yeah. 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 I think there's a, there's a balance that you have to keep in mind I think with the, with those presentations. Cause Some people those, are like, oh, I, I saw is... a clip for one of those uh, wholesome, like game like things, and it was like five seconds and done. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? That was yeah. the trailer. Yeah, if I go back, <laughs> please, I want more. Yeah, um, because I've been looking forward to uh, Lil Gator game, which is published by Playtonic. Um, yeah. it's like it's like a 3D platformer with like Legend of Zelda elements, but told from like a like a child. Um, like a child alligator, and it's like yeah, you know he's like on, yeah, and he's and he's like on a um like you know this big adventure, but it's all like make believe. It's really cute actually. Yeah. Um, but the Platonic friends were like, oh, make sure you watch the wholesome directs because they're going to show a little bit of the little gator game. I was like, oh great, and like been looking forward to more news for a while, and then it was just like a this weird trailer of like for about thirty seconds of like you know introducing characters, and that was it, and then it just moved on. I'm like. Ah, okay. Well, that was pointless. It's uh, just wait for the thing to finish and watch it afterwards. Pretty much. And it was there was nothing to do with the gameplay or anything like that. It was just, just a very weird, weird trailer. Very strange. Um, cool. Was there anything else we wanted to mention before we mo- uh, move on to the news? Not that I'm aware. Mm. Well, I I did play other games, but like. Well, I played demos mainly because of, you know, the season. But, like, yeah. a lot of those demos were, like, too short to really talk about. Yeah, I have I mean, before this, I downloaded, I think it was, like, 20 demos. So, <laughs> I yeah. need to dive into a whole lot of stuff. But, yeah, there's a lot going on on Steam at the moment. Did you know that you, too, can learn how to make games? Skillshare has courses that let you learn game development, even if you've never developed a game before. You can make games at home using free software like Unreal Engine, which was used to make Kingdom Hearts 3, or Unity, which was used to make Overcooked. Skillshare can even be used to help you improve at school and university. So be sure to click the link in the description to receive a one-month free trial to a course that helps you learn faster in less time. Uh, But yeah, if that's the case, we'll move on to the news. We can talk about Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet getting that new trailer. That that trailer showed up like pretty much... Like the day or two after our last episode, yeah. I know. So this is I like know. super old news now. <laughs> I know it's 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 hard doing a fortnightly podcast. Yeah, and it's gonna happen again, assuming you know the direct happens. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I want to do a, like an ad hoc recording, which might actually be out before this podcast is out. <laughs> <laughs> At this rate, yep. <laughs> um, but what do you guys think? Any initial thoughts? Lechonk is cute. <laughs> yeah, the world has fallen in love with Lechonk. Has Every, everyone loves Lechonk? I I like Lechonk. Lechonk's design. I cannot stand its name. <laughs> Lechonk. I, I I hate it. I sound... genuinely hope it turns into like an actual like boar. Yeah, yeah me too. It should. What do you think of the legendaries? I, motorcycles yeah i didn't know what to make of them at first because like why do they look like that they look really strange 
and then like it, it only clicked when like i saw like a dumb meme post in a friend's discord where they're actually in their motorcycle modes because i didn't notice that they're supposed to be motorcycles and like they're being ridden by the uh protagonist from Yu-Gi-Oh! 5ds <laughs> <laughs> they're supposed to be motorcycles yeah, um, yeah. Like, their, look their, at the their uh, names are X Rhydon. Yeah, and look, like, look at the red one's chest. That is clearly a wheel. Like one's supposed to be a hover bike, the other one's supposed to be a motorcycle. I don't know what to make of that. That's also violent. Has really professor? Weird. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm seeing it now. It's a wheel. What the hell? Yeah, it's. Like, I didn't make that connection at first either. Like I said, it it took a shitpost for me to find out. <laughs> oh. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange, but, like, we've had weirder legendaries. Have we? In my been... opinion, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there haven't been motorcycles. Was it just like a natural progression for like Japanese stuff to go towards motorcycles in the end? There, there's mm. probably a reason for it. Yeah. Are they going off like Latin America? Well, my t- <laughs> my time in Colombia, there was a lot of I saw a lot of motorbikes. That's for sure. Yeah, well, maybe. So maybe that's the whole. I mean, thing, but... they also don't. They don't just pull from you know the peninsula. They will pull from where they have made a lot of influence, which you know Latin America makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a weird thing to base the like I can see a character being based off of like a character, like a like a a Pokemon evolutionary line based off of it, but not your legendaries. There's probably a reason behind it. Yeah. That and Yeah, that and you know, like Scarlet and Violet's whole thing seems to be, you know, like past versus future kind of thing. So like one of them being like a normal motorcycle, quote unquote, and the other one being a hover cycle makes sense in that aspect yeah. to an extent. Yeah, sure. I can see that. Also, again, you... the professor is Giga Chad. Yeah. <laughs> for Violet, we got two... I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we got two professors there, which is interesting. Yeah, one yeah. for each version. I... I do like that they're making more differences between the versions yeah so there's more yeah, reason to actually get both instead of oh this one has like two pokemon that the other one didn't yeah abs- yeah exactly um and it gives you more incentive to buy like to try out both of them mm. rather than just a legendary like you said just filling in the gaps in your pokedex which you don't even need to do anymore you can just get it online very easily yeah well, exactly. that's right what do you think of the new Pikachu? Interesting. I, it's fly. I, I have not been this underwhelmed by a generational Pikachu <laughs> in a while. No, wait, no. Scratch that. What was... Togedemaru? Uh, no, no. The last gen's one. The one with hangry mode. Oh, more Piku. Yeah, that one mm. that I did not care for in the slightest. <laughs> I, I've I've never liked. Yeah, like thinking about it, I don't think I've ever liked. You know the generational Pikachu's. 
outside of maybe Plossel and Blinded. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, just just because you know, oh, double battles—that's a cool gimmick. Yeah, that 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 was they were good. cute. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was it? I can't remember what I was going to say. I'll come back to it. Okay. I had the... it. And I was like, oh, small live. Oh, Which yeah. one's that one? Um, I genuinely like when I first heard it's cry. I thought it was a uh, regional um. Badu. Yeah, it does look a bit like yeah. Badu, doesn't it? And and even the cry sounds like it. Mm. So I was like, oh, this is a regional Badu. That makes sense. <laughs> nope. And then nope, not happening. <laughs> it's a whole new thing. It's a whole new thing. So it looks like there's and there's co-op as well. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, yeah, it's like some kind of pseudo co-op. That raises a lot of questions. Yeah, it does. And it makes me think, does it work similar to um, Borderlands where you have the cooperative and then the co-op, co-op, like, competitive version where you have to fight for the same stuff? Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that, yeah. Like, does everyone get their own instances of spawns? Or does everyone share spawns? And they have to fight for it. Could go either way. That's what I'm, like, curious about, is what are they going to do in terms of that? (laughs) The graphics look... Not amazing, but certainly a lot better. better than what we've seen. Yeah, like there's actual like sh- like um like textures on like mm. rock faces and whatnot. Yeah, some some nice people have been kind of iffy on that as well because like the first trailer we got, we got you know shots of like Survivor, and you could see each individual scale mm. on it, and like you didn't really get any of that kind of texture work. On any of the new Pokemon that were shown off here, so I've seen people being super disappointed in that. Yeah, that's that's a valid point, absolutely. So curious as to how that's gonna gonna develop, but I don't know. Like it's it's coming together nicely, I reckon. I reckon this one's gonna be. It's because like I've I've been enjoying. I've I've gone back a little bit to Pokemon Legends Arceus, and I've enjoyed it. But yeah, it is very two-dimensional that game mm. um so to speak in in terms of its mechanics so like i'm curious as to what this kind of open world pokemon's going to be like and like it's it's taking like with a new generation that is yeah so i'm excited for it which i haven't said that about a pokemon game for yeah a little while. i'm cautiously excited y- yeah that's yeah. that's probably a better way better yeah. way to say it cautiously optimistic uh, if we move on, Mario Strikers, I mean, we talked about it before, but that's, uh, the reviews are up, resulting in 75 for a Metacritic score. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Decent score, but not really anything amazing. Nah, not really lighting the world on fire. And I reckon, I mean, I would probably maybe give it a 7 out of 10 if I was reviewing it. Mm. Maybe just under that. Because, yeah, like like I said before, it's just a little bit underwhelming. I think it's I because they're adding stuff post-launch. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of over that kind of um, approach as well. Because, like, it I don't know. It depends on the game. I think. Yeah. Because Splatoon can do it. 
Yeah, Splatoon is a good example for it. It actually, you know, has a good amount of content at release. Yeah. But Mario Tennis... very community driven. Mario Golf... Like, the sport ones don't... Shouldn't be doing... You should be coming out with the full character roster and maybe you add a couple more boards or something else afterwards. Yeah. But not... Oh, characters come out afterwards. Why? Why are characters coming afterwards? You should have this stuff all done before release. Well, that's right. Like, I think there's eight or ten characters in total. Which, I mean, you could you could do more, surely. I mean, considering mm. there's eight on the field at any point. Yeah, but you can double up. And yeah. that's and that's weird as well. Like, I, I, I randomized it and all of a sudden I was going up against one Bowser and three Yoshis. I mean, that can work, though, because, you know, you can have multiple Yoshis. Yeah, well, exactly. But I was just kind of like, ah, this feels a bit strange. <laughs> and how did that team come about? One Bowser and three Yoshis. I mean, Yoshi is a Koopa. Well, it's, it's, it's true. It's like, it's like a branch off of a Koopa, basically. Mm. Like, the official name of it was that Yoshi Munch a Koopa. That's right. I like game theories. Have, have you ever watched Game Theory's video on that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But like, I knew about the name for it beforehand. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Which is that reminded me about it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, the next bit, so uh, the Plucky Squire. So this game is done by James Turner's new studio, who's a former Pokemon art director. I believe it was like... He was the art director for yeah, Sword and the, Shield. Yeah, that's, that's mm. what it was. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And they're based in Queensland as well. Um, have you guys seen this trailer? Yes. I uh, I haven't, so I should probably do that now. <laughs> <laughs> it looks awesome. It. Oh, we'll give Jake a moment to watch it, but like it genuinely looks really good, and especially yeah. once that like the change happens. Yeah. And the like, you know, you explore different genres of gaming depending on what, you know, thing you're interacting with. Yeah, it looks it looks very inventive and it's it's almost kind of like this is what he could have done without the shackles of I don't want to say the sh- well, yeah, without the shackles of Game Freak. And he kind of has like I mean, when you're watching it, you can see that there would be some compromises for the Switch version. Yes. Mm. So, I would absolutely play this on Xbox, I reckon. I love I love the two D art style as well. Oh, I I just saw the uh, the punch out thing, <laughs> the punch yeah. out bit, the 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 uh, scene change. Oh, and he jumps out the book. Oh yeah, there he goes. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's cool. Wait, yeah, this yeah. Is cool. some of the other stuff. Like even yeah. just in just the book itself, though, it was really cool. Okay. Well, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. did. I did not expect him to jump out, and then you start to see the two D things like um Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. Where it's like a three yeah three D object, but he's a two D character. In it. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah, yeah. This game is rad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a day one for me. Absolutely. Oh, hundred percent. Mm. But yeah, they're based in Queensland, which is neat. Hmm. Score one for Australia. It's going to be a while before we get it, though. Yeah, 2023. So, it could be uh, a year and a half. It could be half a year. Yep. 
and that's you know its first announcement might be subjected to delays or anything uh, but something that apparently is not getting a delay Sonic Frontiers we got some gameplay of that yeah. this is gonna if, be if, a... if any game needed a delay <laughs> <laughs> it would be this uh, I, I don't know I just I just don't have confidence in Sega anymore that's when why it comes they hand to... off it to the other teams. Yeah. Just when it comes to this kind of stuff, I just don't have faith. I, th- I think Sonic Generations was the last one. And then and then you had Sonic Colors. Sonic Colors was good. And then you had Sonic Colors Ultimate, which ruins a good thing. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you go... How do you do that? How does it go backwards? Can you be Sega? Jeez. Yeah, well, that's it. But yeah, I don't I don't know what to make of it. Like it doesn't look horrendous. it doesn't look as bad as like Sonic 06 or anything like that. It doesn't look that buggy, that broken. What what but, it looks like, it looks like someone just got like they ripped a Sonic model and just yeah. stuck it in uh Unreal Engine and then, you know, put up a demo on YouTube and the YouTube comments is just people saying Sega hire this man. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Sega did it. They hired that man. <laughs> I mean, when you look at the Overwatch and whatnot, it kind of almost gives me Xenoblade vibes. Mm. There's been a few like that have been doing that lately. Yeah, like the first Xenoblade. I don't. I don't know what to make of it. It just. It feels odd. It doesn't feel like I'm watching it now. It just doesn't feel right. Like it feels like the most basic idea of like like what's the first thing you would think of when you hear the words sonic in an open world environment yeah like they could have made a if they used this world and actually made like a a really good game out of it like more of a more of an rpg like an action RPG that's not Sonic. <laughs> I was about to say we already had a Sonic RPG that didn't go well. Yeah, well, that was true. <laughs> yeah. And then that DLC, right? Oh, Lost World. Yeah. 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 Where, like the DLC where you buy twenty lives. <laughs> oh god. Oh Sega. Yeah, but like. It does. It looks like it could have potential. It just looks odd. That's the. That's all I can say about it. It just looks odd. Yeah, like it looks like it still has like a couple of years left of development. This is just like a proof of concept thing. Then you look yeah, at it, it's like, oh, it's coming that. out in six months. But what? <laughs> that's a big thing. And it's still got like pop in and whatnot as well. Like you, when you're watching the gameplay, it's it's a bit concerning. Ugh. Just thinking about how, like, somehow I have taken up the mantle of Switchaboo's Sonic guy. Just the <laughs> idea of reviewing this saddens me. Do you want to? Make, do you want me to make it even sadder? What? Reviewing this on a Switch. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Maybe. Maybe we just don't request this one. Because yeah, I can't. A good idea. I can't I can't see this running on Switch. Mm. 
No, no way. Like this is clearly the PC build. Yeah, and even then, it's struggling. Yeah. Yep, that's that one's going to be interesting. I'm very curious to see the Switch footage of that one when that when that comes out. Um, well, this one's a bit of a strange one. Um, Glover is making a comeback. So Glover, um, did either of you guys play Glover? Negative. No. No, it is a very strange game. It almost it almost feels like okay. I'll I'll say the headline first. Actually, um, Limited Run is doing a re-release of Glover, the first, well, the only Glover game that actually got a f- proper release uh, for the Nintendo sixty-four. Because so they're making N sixty-four cartridges of a game that was already on the sixty-four. Correct. And I mean, was... it's a way to get it for people who want to play it, but the question arises: who wants to play it? Yeah. And why not just port it to Switch? Like, it got a PC port recently. Yeah. What? Of, what? All, of all things to get a PC port. Yeah. <laughs> this raises so many questions. Yeah, that, uh-huh. that was that was a really weird day opening up Steam and, like, right on the front page, Glover in big, bold letters just being advertised. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> Um, yeah, if because you, you guys haven't played Glover, it, it's one of those games that I played, like, once. Like, I would have, like, borrowed it from the from the video store, like, when I was a kid. And then I got to my 20s and thought back, I'm like, was that just a fever dream or did that actually happen? Yeah, it's, it's one of... It really does seem like one of those games. Like, while I haven't played it, I have seen gameplay of it. And it yeah. does seem like a fever dream. It's bizarre. It's very bizarre. And like it got average reviews and some some people swear by Glover. Some people love this game. Like it's an interesting idea, I suppose. Yeah, it was ve- it very much suffered from being on the N64. It's very primitive for a 3D platformer in a lot of ways, especially if you probably went back and played it today. But I don't know. I think it also got a PlayStation 1 re-release as well to you know, go with like the dual twin stick thing when that was considered new. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I I haven't heard much about the PlayStation port of it, but that might be why people like it so much. It did get a PS1 release. You're right. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Questions have been raised. <laughs> So, yeah, N64 and Windows in 98 and PlayStation in 99. I mean, it makes sense. And there there was a sequel in the works that never got released, but it was, like, almost done. Yeah, I heard about that. And then it got cancelled due to poor sales. Yeah. It's so bizarre. It is one of those things. Like, Glover's always... Uh, interesting thing to talk about <laughs> but yeah that's happening um moving on to a bit of sad news uh billy kamitz a voice actor who did ferdinand in fire emblem three houses and also voiced blue in pokemon masters uh, unfortunately passed away from colon cancer at the age of 35 yeah like yes. at, yeah day day of recording he passed away this morning i believe 
Yeah. So this is yeah. Yeah, it's, it's right, right one. off. Yeah, right off the heels of like everyone grieving this. This sucks, man. Yeah, and right before, um, like Fire Emblem Three Houses Warriors. Right as we got as well. the demo. Mm. Yeah. Is he is Ferdinand? Because he voiced yeah Ferdinand von Eger in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Aya. Aya. Sorry. Yeah, pr- pronounce yeah. it right. Come on. You, you, you <laughs> put you put hear some it enough respect. times. Yeah, put yeah, some respect time. on his name. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> the Yeah, like is is he in the demo? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And and like one of his um like skills is literally name drop. <laughs> ah. Shut up. No. Yes. I don't believe you. I am not joking. One of his skills, like, not like, I think it's one of his support skills, is literally called Name Drop. Interesting. God. <laughs> I, can, um, I can just visualize what you're doing, like, just as the, like, oh my god. Other things he also did, though, he, uh, he was recently in Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, uh, he played uh, Rui, who is... I mean, that game came out two days ago as of recording. Um, he was in Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster. Oh, uh, didn't know that. He was in... Yeah, he was in Triangle Strategy and 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Um, he was in various anime series, Attack on Titan, Bur- uh, Boruto, Demon Slayer... Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yep, the English voice for Josuke. So, yep. part four English dub is going to have to change. Yep. Pokemon Journeys. Wait, have they not finished the English dub for it yet? No, I, I mean, like, if ah. if they do things in the future with the character, ah. because we yeah, got, yeah, yeah. um, uh, what's it called? The Jojo All-Star Battle uh, uh, yes, yes, re-release yes. coming out later. Mm. So. Yeah. To be fair, I think he's probably recorded that already. Yeah, probably. But, you know, they like to milk the franchise a bit. <laughs> but yeah, that's a bit of a sad one. Um, yeah. Rounding up the news, though, uh, ESA president says E3 is returning next year. What do sure you guys think of that? that? <laughs> yeah. They say that. Like, you said pr- that last year. Exactly. Yeah, they said it last year as well. So I'm just like, mm, I'll believe it when I see it. But I'm curious as to how it will come back as well. And like what with uh, Summer Games Fest now and, you know, a lot of companies doing their own things, Sony doing their own thing with State of Plays. Um, yeah, I'm just curious as to how that's all going to turn out, really. Like, is it going to be more online? Are you, is Microsoft going to go back, you know? And I mean, they do it at the Microsoft Theater. So I, I, mean, I suppose that kind of Sony's makes sense. Back. No, well, exactly. They're doing their own thing now. Um, and a lot of other companies as well, like EA, Capcom's doing their own, although theirs is... If it's, it's going to be anything like last year's, Capcom's was horrendous. I mean, yes. they'll have Monster Hunter to talk about, so... That's true. Well, no, I, a lot of Capcom stuff that they would have had for that announcement has been announced. Like, yeah. Street Fighter Six <laughs> was announced the other day. Yeah, 
Like the you entire, wanna... yeah, the entire roster got leaked too. Fun. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want your if you want your presentation to go well, don't maybe don't announce its big thing like a week prior. But yeah, so that's all all we got there. So let's move on to the indie roundup. So this is a section where we talk about uh, some upcoming indie games that are coming out for Switch, whether they're uh, games that. Uh, games that have a lot of hype around them or just games that um, we believe should be talked about a little bit more. Uh, first up, we've got on the 16th of June, uh, Autonauts. So travel the universe, creating settlements on uninhabited planets with the sole goal of setting worlds in motion through the power of automation. So this one, I mean, it's got like voxel, kind of like voxel style graphics, but like, it's gotten decent reviews from its PC release, and it looks like you can do a lot in it. It's just kind of like a, a sandbox hub world where you can do a lot in it. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of the art style. That voxel style? Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't look terrible. It, it's like It still intrigues me, even though I, I'm not a fan of the art style. I was going to say, slap that on, fr- on the front of the box <laughs> doesn't look terrible glowing does reviews <laughs> um but yeah it's it's very much i think it's like kind of like that minecraft kind of feel but with i don't know a little bit cleaner i suppose mm. uh yeah but that one's 16th of june uh but also 16th of june's definitely gonna overshadow it uh teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge turtles count that off i did not <laughs> I did not like that show. Um, I'm not. A, I'm honestly not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, but I mean, yeah. I can acknowledge how big this is. Yeah, this like, is based personally, on the '80s version. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, personally, I was more of a Power Rangers person than Ninja Turtles, but yeah, people still talk about the Ninja Turtles to this day. Yeah, I mean, there's a new generation every not ten years. Hmm. Like, now that Nickelodeon owns it, they milk it to high heaven. They sure do. <laughs> yeah. Considering what, they were half the roster in the first uh, Nicktoon Racing. Yeah, and they have, like, the uh, Nickelodeon Smash clone. I think, like, two or three of them, yeah, two or three of the characters are Ninja Turtles. Speaking Plus of they that, had Shredder as a DLC. Yeah. But, so, so this th- is based on the arcade, isn't it? The arcade yes. games. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, and based off of the 1987 version of the show. So it's also being public- developed and published by Dotemu, who did uh, Streets of Rage 4. That makes sense. Yeah. So same developer doing all those um, big revivals and whatnot. Um, it also got announced recently that there you can play up to six players. Huh. Oh, right. So, yeah, you'd have the four turtles, Splinter, and I'm guessing uh, April. I think so. Because, yeah, they've been pushing April a lot. Despite... Or Casey Jones. Oh, wait, no, no, I was just about to say, I'm seeing a shot here of Casey Jones as one of the playable Also, characters. April's that... in the background. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> so, yeah, you yeah. can play as April O'Neil in the Nickelodeon Smash clone as well. They really love Ninja Turtles Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for Prince money. It sure does. Um, 
Next, also on the 16th of June, uh, Jag, do you want to talk about this one? Yeah, Neon White. So... <laughs> okay, I'm going to sign off for about half an hour. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, a while ago I did a uh, joy play of this when the PC demo was uh, was up, and I, w- I had so much fun with it, I didn't realize I made like an hour and a half long video. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like immediately after i finished that video i'm like this could be my game of the year mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot right. of hype and especially from jake yeah so uh let, let me read the uh, blurb here yeah uh neon white is lightning fast first person action game about exterminating demons in heaven you are white an assassin handpicked from hell to com- uh, to compete with other demon slayers for a chance to live permanently in heaven the other assassins seem familiar though did you know them in a past life yeah, so this one—it's all so it's all about. It's from their explanation of it uh, that happened in the summer gaming, summer games fest. They were saying that's like it's a competition to tr- to try to get into heaven. Yep. Yeah. That's and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And you're competing with like other demons that you know. Yeah. So they they don't explicitly say it, but like. From piecing things together, what I believe is, like, all of these characters used to be, like, a a group of assassins. But, like, I'm guessing, like, when they died, they lost their memories of it or something. So, like, they they used to be, like, tight-knit friends and stuff. And now they're, yeah, competing to see who gets to, you know, live in heaven. And like a good chunk of the uh, gameplay is like each each one of these levels has like some kind of uh, hidden collectible that you can uh, uh, that is tied directly to another one of these characters. So like after these missions, you can go out, give them the items, and have like persona style like social link conversations that unlocks more of their stories. Oh, that's cool. It's almost like it's very fast paced. If I it is extremely fast-paced yeah i was i mean when i first saw this announced i was actually really concerned about motion sickness but like you didn't have any issues with that i had no issues like to be fair i don't get a uh, motion sickness very easily when it comes to video games like the only game that's ever made me do that was uh aztec aztec that's what it was yes (laughs) (laughs) that was an extreme case that game's camera is I I remember chopping. I remember like um, editing that video review, and I saw that footage. I'm like, oh my god, this is horrendous. This <laughs> like, is bad. <laughs> like, I, I bet you could uh, you could tell when I threw up. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I, the I, pause I remember, in the boss fight. <laughs> I honestly, and I'm I am sorry, but I honestly thought you were exaggerating a little bit when you when you initially said it in the Discord no, chat, and then I, I saw not. it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I see it. It was so bad. Yeah, that was a that was a huge disappointment. That game. It was because it looked so cool. Yeah, that was sad. Um, but yeah, I mean, clearly Neon White's not going to be a disappointment. You played the demo, and you can speak for it. Yeah, it it is really good. I highly suggest getting this. It's it yeah, it's going straight on my wish list, and I'll and I'll watch it. Um, you know, if I ever have spare money or if it ever goes on sale for a fair bit uh but yeah it's it's definitely one to look out for for sure um 
we got a couple more. So it's Final Vendetta. So actually, Jake, you and Bruno were talking about this one, weren't you? Uh, were we? Or was this a different one? I believe we were talking about something else. Okay. Um, so Final Vendetta is a hard-hitting action-packed beat-em-up for one or two players in the vein of classic arcade titles. Featuring stunning pixel art and a thumping soundtrack with exclusive tracks from Utah, uh, Utah Saints, brawl with bad dudes and tough girls as you fight through dangerous environments. So, it looks really cool. Very unfortunate that it releases a day after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the worst timing ever. Yeah. Can you imagine working on this game for years and years, and then you finally release it, and then, like, and... You know, you've got a date. This had a date, you know, about a month ago. Mm. And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the day before. So I signed off for half an hour while I'm messing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're up no. to Final, Ven- Final Vendetta. It's on, the, it's on the 17th. It's a 90s-style 2D beat-em-up, which is unfortunately releasing a day after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Yeah, it looks but... like it's taking a lot of inspiration from Street Fighter, though. No, it's more Final Fight. Final yeah, fi- so, the oh, name, is it Final, Final Fight, Vendetta. the one that you fight, yeah. punch the car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was in Street Fighter. I think you do punch a car in Street Fighter, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You punch a car in Street uh, Street Fighter 2. It's like a bonus stage kind of thing. Oh, That's like, right. But looking at this game's UI, it is... Well, looking at the game's UI and its name, it is very heavily inspired by Final Fight. Yeah. Yeah. Final Fight, Streets of Rage... Like, yeah, definitely, but more so Final Fight, absolutely. Um, But yeah, it is, you know, the beat-em-up kind of, um, the arcade beat-em-up kind of style of the 90s. Yeah, it's, it picked a a bad day to to release. Oh, that's so sad. But if you want two beat-em-ups within two days, this is definitely, this definitely looks like a close second for sure. Um, two more. We've got uh, Fire Girl Hack and Splash Rescue DX. I don't like that title, but the oh, Arso- I, 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 I like the Hack and Splash. I like that. <laughs> I, I like I it. Think that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I really like the art style. It's really really nice. It's got like a um, it's almost kind of like Paper Mario esque, but also but like with a lot of lighting effects. Yeah, it has that, um, kind of reminds me of what Octopath did. I was about to say 2D HD. Yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of style with, like, specifically the lighting on everything. Mm. Absolutely. So, this one's June 22nd, so take on the role of a young rescue officer starting her career. Aimed with a trusty axe and high-pressure fire hose that also acts as a jetpack, Fire Girl responds to emergency calls across the city. Can Fire Girl save all the trapped civilians caught in each place? Can she uncover the truth of why these fires have engulfed the city? Find out in a mystery in a mystery that goes all the way to the top. So apparently, that these the fires are procedurally generated. Interesting. Curious. I don't know how that works. Respond to new fires in procedurally generated levels across forests, lavish hotels, trains, and apartment blocks. But above that, it says procedurally generated blazes. Also, one of the 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 shots where she's shooting the water up at the roof looks like she's actually shooting fire. Doesn't love it. Oh the one yeah, after yeah, fire with the sale. lighting. 
Yep. The lighting, I'm like, is she shooting fire in this one? I had to go in. I'm like, no, that's water, but it doesn't look like it. Yeah, they took... Maybe we're... Yeah, fire girl. She's specifically a fire girl. And She's not a firefighter. Can we have more video game characters with names like that? It's like we have... Like, with fire girl, we have hat kid. Can, can yeah. we have just, like, very basic video game character names like that? I don't know <laughs> why, but that's very appealing to me. <laughs> It's like noun, like a noun pronoun. Yeah. That kind yeah, of. Yeah, like jump man. <laughs> <laughs> Mega it man. Yeah. And last one is elect head. So hey, this look, one comes. One. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> Neither did I. Uh, this one's the 23rd of June. So in a world enshrouded by darkness, deep inside a factory, the light of hope still shines. Elec Head has you play as Elec, a small robot on a mission to bring light back to the world. When Elec touches walls, floors, platforms, switches, and more, he makes electricity run through them, activating them. He can also detach and throw his head to trigger things remotely, but be careful. If he doesn't get his head back within 10 seconds, he will shut down. Okay, I genuinely didn't know uh, the Mega Man inspiration when I said Mega Man for this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very much inspired by yeah Mega Man. Uh, what else could you say it's inspired by? Like very classic 2D platformers. But I have played a little bit of this uh, through uh, like Steam and Itch because it did release last year. Um, it is very good. It is a very good game. Very fun. Um, a lot of... Because you can... When you detach the head, you can actually throw the head as well. So you can, like, throw... Yeah, kind of. But, like, yeah, because essentially what the gimmick is in this game is that his head conducts electricity. So if you throw it and it touches a platform and then throughout that platform and anything it's connected to, it will conduct electricity. And then it can activate switches, it can pull levers across some platforms, um, or it can activate, like, hazards. So you have to try to um, manipulate the body in order to get back to the head within 10 seconds, whilst also, you know, not dying. Fair. It's really cool. And the and the art style is very minimalist, minimalist which is... Minimalistic. Minimalistic, thank you. Uh, which is quite nice. I quite enjoy that as well. And it's only, so 10 US dollars, so probably like 15 Australian dollars. So we like to hear. Yeah. But that is our indie roundup. Um, we wanted to do something different, see how this goes as well. We wanted to uh, have a new section called Review Overview. So this one, we just want to touch on a few reviews because we also are, I mean, we're not just a podcast. We have a YouTube channel. We also have a website where we do a whole bunch of reviews. We're actually like a team of, I think, eight or nine of us. Um, so... And every every now and then as well, we mention our writers, but you guys probably, you're all these listeners, you probably don't have any context. So we've, in the past fortnight, we've covered four different games, um, given them reviews. We have Steve, um, he reviewed Soldiers. He gave that one an 8 out of 10. Um, although there has been um, some interesting stories from this game in that he had a save he had his save file and then it, there was an update and then when he reopened it it was his game was 100% completed huh. 
so it over it overread his own save file with with a developer test save file. I've never heard of that happening before. That is interesting. Yeah, neither had I, and everyone who owned this game had that happen to them. Really? Oh, wow. That is weird. Yeah, super bizarre. Aside from that, though, apparently the game is fantastic. Because that's accessing the save data on the system. Yeah. Like, real bizarre story. So we've reached out to developer, but like, there's really no, there was really no point because like they've done, they've reached out on Reddit, like their Reddit community and like all their socials, and it's only the Switch version as well. Hey guys, we messed up. Sorry. Yeah, real strange. But maybe wait a couple of weeks for that all to get patched out. Um, Unless you want to brag that you beat the game without playing it. Well, that's true. But oh, that one, a hundred percent a game without even playing it. That's a heck of a speed run. Uh, but yeah, that one's eight out of ten. Also, eight out of ten was my review. So, Card Shark. I talked about this a little bit before. Um, but yeah, eight out of ten. Very much a breath of fresh air. Love the eighteenth century, um, like card hustler in France, kind of thing. Like, just like would have been about fifty years before the French Revolution. It's set in. Um, and the events leading up to that, which is really cool, um, especially if you like history like me. It was Louis Fourteenth uh, time, wasn't it? Uh, Louis Fifteenth. Fifteenth. Ah, that's right. Yeah, I know there's so many. All the Louis. Fourteen was the longest reigning monarch in history for now. Really? For now. Interesting. I think. Oh, was, yeah, because of Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, she's she's only about a year and a half behind him. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Keep going, Liz. Um. Yeah, the the main thing I was cons- uh, the main issue I had with this game though was that it does feel a bit finicky the controls and like having to remember all your different uh, different patterns and whatnot. Uh, Bruno he reviewed Gibbon Beyond the Trees, so he gave this one a six out of ten. Um, he said it was fantastic, very good. It was in actually one of the Indie World presentations as well. Uh, this one was one that dropped all, all of a sudden there. Um, he was just a little... The, his main criticisms were it was very, very short, so only about an hour. Um, and it was... The platforming was very basic and the environments didn't change a lot. So it was pretty much just going across a straight line and you would jump every now and then. And it was, it was very simple, very simplistic. Um, which is a bit of a bummer because like, the art style is fantastic. And last one was Deadcraft. Um, this was reviewed by Lee. Also 8 out of 10 for this one. Um, this one is developed by the same developers who did Damon X Machina. Uh, and published by Marvelous. So it's a action fighting game with farm farming sim elements. So you are like half dead. Um, and you have to kind of balance your zombie like undead zombie side with your human side and you farm zombies that you can, I think you can eat. Huh. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting. The art interesting. style is kind of cool though. Th- that That's always a question I've had with like zombie media is like, why don't zombies eat other zombies? Very good point. Because the brain? Could be. 
is not. It, it, it's same. just never really explained in anything. They want fresh meat. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but like that's how zombies kind of started. You know, the very t- typical brains kind of yeah. zombie. But like they've definitely evolved since then. In like you know, Walking Dead and all that kind of stuff. Right, but yeah. I know what you mean. Like they're after like live meat. Yeah. Mm. Like maybe that's it. They, but they want the hunt. Yeah, but maybe, maybe that could be a story of like just zombies killing each other. Also, I am having a quick look. Elizabeth is on the list twice. What? She's on the list as longest reigning monarchs twice because uh, Jamaica didn't oh. come under the British, um, like flag <laughs> until 1962. Of course, technicalities. Technicalities. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they were our four most recent reviews in the last fortnight. Uh, we would go on to our Patreon question, but unfortunately we didn't get any uh, questions this fortnight. Um, bit of a bummer, but I can understand, you know, coming up to E3 season and all that kind of stuff. Um, but definitely, you know, feel free to reach us, reach out on us, you know, Twitter, Discord, any socials. Um, you can ask us questions there. We do posts for them a couple of days before recording. Um, and by becoming a $1 patron, you can ask us, um, like you can ask us a question on there and that will get priority. And also by becoming a $1 patron, you'll get this podcast two to three days early, which all goes towards supporting uh, the website, all of those writers that I just mentioned um, and just keeping Switchaboo running. Yes. Uh, but mo- yeah. But moving on to our last section, this is where we just, uh, so we did name that game in the last episode. So in this episode, we'll just talk about an off topic discussion and we thought we wanted to tackle hobbies outside of gaming because you know we talk about gaming a lot but you know we also do things outside of gaming well sometimes sometimes um does anyone want to kick us off i mean well, mine's been yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say like two of ours has already been covered like D and card games so mm. like you know nathan you know, being a dad and all that, I don't think he has a lot of no uh, I time really for hobbies outside of those two. For hobbies outside yeah. of those two, <laughs> like D and D is my main thing outside of gaming, and even then, like it's still a type of gaming. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, same with card games, which I'm getting into one in September, it's officially December when it officially releases. What's that one? What One Piece. Of course, uh, it's one piece. Nice, nice. <laughs> I, I've, well, signed a... for, I've signed up for the pre-release, and Jay says he wants to come too. So I'm like, oh, Score that's two decks. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's another that's another hobby. You, you're a massive One Piece fan. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, actually, yeah, I read and... that um, every week. There you go. I mean, I Very I'm a massive One Piece. Yeah, you are. Oh yeah, I'm a massive One Piece fan, but I I. Like yeah, I I think I started to read it like when it got to a certain point. I'm like ah, not quite for me. Which is funny because I would say one of my other hobbies is reading. Um, I I, I like reading both fantasy novels and uh, classic classic so, novels. Point question: Did you read the official release? Uh, yes. So the, but the, I know there are fan translations. The, the only problem with the official release is because it was pre-established 
during the four kids era zoro is named zolo i was gonna say and it's yeah. hard to get past that <laughs> i do remember that <laughs> oh terrible but i translations. i read the official translations on because um uh, shonen jump comes out mondays here yeah uh same as japan uh which they actually are like the shonen jump membership is only like three bucks australian for a month that's yeah, access to the yeah. entire back catalogue of every Shonen Jump manga. Wow. wow. Which includes Jojo. Like, Ooh. it has the yeah. entire back catalogue of just, like, every Shonen Jump manga. So, like, I went through um, all the Spy Family when that came out. Oh, that's become, like, the biggest thing in the world now because of the anime, huh? Oh, yeah, and it is really good. Um, <laughs> but... Like I with One Piece, I read the leak, like the scanned versions, when they come out on Fridays, because I want that story as soon as possible. He is very dedicated. <laughs> the amount of people that do this is like, no, we don't wait till Monday. We read the scans, <laughs> and then I also happen to be one that dives into the spoilers of the scan. So I, I'm like, I want to know. Please tell me. As oh, soon as geez. you start reading the spoilers, it's hard to stop. God, I, I know how you feel. I I uh, I uh, read uh, JoJo Part Four back in the day with like the poorly translated scans, aka the the Duang. Oh yeah. Translation. Yes. <laughs> what a beautiful Duang. Chew. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, it's so bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, this, the fan translations are actually pretty solid, honestly. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, there might be just a few words that, like, are different between, but, like, on average, they're pretty well done. But, again, you could just pay the $3. Oh, I mean, you also get access to every... the last three chapters of uh, Shonen Jump for free as well. So if you literally just get up to date, you can don't even have to pay for a subscription. So I guess yeah, manga's probably the uh, manga slash anime is the other hobby. Because I read One Punch Man as well. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Not the web comic, the manga, which yeah, yeah dear which God, the like... artist <laughs> is insane. <laughs> like there is a picture he drew off like a block of ice, and it looks like a photo. Ah. Uh. It's, it's which is, actually crazy how good the artist is. Which especially, is interesting. Yeah, especially considering, you know, the original webcomic and how, you know, <laughs> notoriously amateurish the uh, the artwork for that is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because he can't... He, I mean, he's improved, obviously, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, he's not exactly the best artist one. Hang on, I'll... Uh, just copy it. Like, yeah, image. it still has its charm because of it. Uh, open, open tab. But oh yeah, it just it's insane how like good this guy is as an artist. Uh, I'm trying to get the image that he drew. Here it is. The Twitter link. You see that ice cube? It's actually a know, glass right? of water. Yeah, close enough. But even still, yeah, I have my hopes up for ice. 
podcast. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, okay. kidding. Damn. I, I, again, I was not kidding. It looks like a photo. Yeah, that that's that's and fantastic. He drew that himself. That wow. is impressive. Like especially like uh, two different light sources reflecting through the glass as well. Damn. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. Phew. Yeah, he's again, like I said, a really good artist. You weren't kidding. No. Um yeah, other than that, I guess I've been watching um in the current season Spy Family, which yes is really good, definitely worth watching. Yeah, um, all I know of that show is that kid's face that's been turned into a meme. I mean, she has a really memeable face. Yeah, uh, the One Piece anime has just legitimately been really good lately. Have you yeah, I'm about got up to date? Uh, I did get up to date, and now I'm probably about five to ten episodes. Oh, so you're behind missing like the, the the actual really good animation episodes. Okay, well that's what I got to to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, also, watching Skeleton Knight in Another World because I like Isekai trash. <laughs> God, not another one. Okay, Ugh. for real though, this one is actually pretty funny. Just I gotta deal with isekai trash when I hang out with Bruno and the rest. I of the I know you do. I know you, but I I don't love isekai so much. I'm not gonna you know be that like obsessed with it. But again, this one is actually pretty damn funny. I'm surprised they haven't you know been memeing it with you. Oh, I just <laughs> I I just tune him out at this point. It's it's like Overlord, but he's a good guy. Uh, Overlord is really like the only isekai thing I actually got into at some point, but I'm super behind. And for reference, like, if usually... you don't understand isekai, it's reincarnated in another world or teleported to another world. Yeah, like Digimon. Nah. <laughs> I I didn't think about that. I hate it now. <laughs> <laughs> One of the early isekais. Oh god, I, I I just had a thought. What does that does does that technically mean that the original live action Mario Brothers is an isekai? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Because you don't have to be reincarnated; you just have to go to another world. Although, does it count? Because normally they they come under a new body. Oh no, maybe because technically, yeah. Sorta Online is isekai. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> this original Super Mario Bros. movie is Isekai. <laughs> I hate it. That's something for you to go into that uh, into their Discord with. Hey guys, I found this uh, really old Isekai that you might like. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if like the Illumination uh, Mario movie has like a similar <laughs> plot, and then that gets memed all over the internet. Uh. Um, one of my like I, I suppose a hobby outside of gaming is I, I don't I don't play sports but I love watching sports. Um, so that's I mean I don't know but I don't think you guys are into sports, aren't you? Not not yeah, for a long I, time. I, I yeah I used to be as a child back before I got my first playstation so back before you had <laughs> <tennis>. <laughs> yeah 
yeah, I got a PlayStation for my fifth birthday, and I lost all interest in the idea of kicking balls through goals. <laughs> well, um, it, was, it was funny because I I showed because my partner's from Colombia and her friend, uh, sorry, her friend, her mum is down from Colombia, um, who speaks no English, which has been very fun. Um, but I took her to a, a foot, like a Australian rules football game. Um, so it was like Adelaide Crows versus West Coast, and can Crows, <laughs> can of Crows, uh, but like. She, yeah, she just had no idea what was going on, and then like we we kicked the goal, and she had like a um, she had like a, a a flag that she was holding, and she was like, "Yay!" Like hitting me up, like you know, tapping me on the leg. She was like, "Yay!" Like, "Yay!" And then um, because then the then the quarter finished, and then you know you swap sides if you don't know the rules, and then they kicked the goal, you know, the same side, but it was West Coast, and they kicked the goal, and she was tapping me she again. She's like, "Yay!" Yay. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah uh, I'd, I'd say that'd be another one of my hobbies so sports i loved watching the olympics when that was on uh last year uh the olympics can be fun at times yeah 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 especially when they have you know video game music at the at the start oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that that was interesting that was I, th- interesting. I think i talked about it on the podcast of when it was happening like my dad yeah. was watching and yeah he's just sitting there it's like oh, this music is weird what is this and i'm freaking out it's like why are they playing music from near automata what yeah. is going on <laughs> <laughs> well when they started it they were walking out to dragon quest yeah that too it was like da, 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 da. i was like oh my god <laughs> so i don't recognize this national anthem <laughs> you mean it's not the japanese national anthem it should may, be at this May point. as well be at this point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that or we are from One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, another one, like, I like tennis as well, specifically. So I, I generally follow tennis quite a bit, even when it's not in Australia. I like I like following tennis. That's interesting, because most people don't enjoy watching that. Yeah. You reckon? Like, like I was into tennis for a bit when i was younger but like yeah looking at it now it's like yeah i can totally understand why people aren't into it <laughs> yeah just watching it it's usually very quiet but all you like yeah it is very quiet but all you can hear is just like sneakers squeaking on the ground and just heavy <laughs> grunting <laughs> aggressive uh, aggressive uh, grunting yeah <laughs> 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 yeah it's always like the most exaggerated thing. Like yeah. that's become the competition now. Who can have the most annoying grunt when they swing? <laughs> and when you get like the really long rallies as well, it goes like, and they both had their unique grunts. It's like, uh, 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 and then it's just that repeating. Like, <laughs> it'll drive you crazy. It's funny though. I I find it funny. Um, but yeah, so. That's probably one of my hobbies. That and um, I'm not a big movie guy, but I love watching TV shows, like TV series. Uh, have any of you guys watched Community? I know um, Nathan has. I, I mean, I watched um, all the way from season one to season five, episode three in three days. Dang. 
I, I've been meaning to watch that show, plus you know, like a whole bunch of other shows like Always Sunny and stuff, but I just uh, yeah. never gotten around to it. I just don't it's have the patience good. to like sit down and watch something. That's but what... paradox. Paradoxically, I can you know sit down and watch like a three-hour video essay on something I have no interest in. Also, uh, spend twenty hours playing Vampire why. Survivor. Yeah, yeah that's uh... that's where all your time goes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, community is how I first um, wanted to get into D anD. d That's uh, right. I remember I've, saying I've, that on that one. Yeah, I've seen clips of the D anD. d episode. Yeah. Well, there's actually two D anD. d episodes. Oh, the all right. Second one's definitely nowhere near as good, though. No. No. Um. But yeah, community, and then so because that's written by Dan Harmon, yes. and then do you know you know the other show that he does? It's freaking Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty. <laughs> and Harmon so I... Quest. Don't forget Harmon Quest. Oh, I'm... right. His tabletop show. Ah, I haven't seen that yeah, one. He, he does a D&D tabletop show. Ooh, okay. I'm going to get on that. Um, but yeah, I started watching Rick and Morty, and I, th- I think I'm up to like season five already. And that's... Wait, that's... season five of Rick and Morty? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, they still have was... the show oh, showing up on Netflix. I'm pretty sure they they got like renewed for like many more seasons. Oh yes, they have. Mm. But I thought it yeah. was that was the last one was season four, but I never realized that was actually season five. There you go. Damn. Because I remember I, um, I got introduced to Rick and Morty back when the um, Rick Potion number six episode came up, the one where he Cronenberg's the world. That was the oh, episode yeah, yeah. I first saw, and that was like the latest episode. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then like. A flash forward a year and a half, and um, yep, things happened. Yeah, yeah, it did. God, I, I, I feel like a quote unquote OG fan because, like, yeah, n- nah, because uh, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Nathan, also called Nathan. Yeah, that's how um, I found out about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, showed me, uh, you know, the quote unquote pilot. Oh yeah, he showed me that was, too. Yeah, yeah, before the show was even a thing. Though, like back when it used to be like a uh, uh, Back to the Future parody, yeah, when it was like Doc and the Marty. crudest, yeah, the the crudest thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> he showed me that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's when I first got into it, and then I think two or three months later, he said, "Oh my god, they actually turned it into a show." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been watching that a lot. Um, and yeah, like like I said before, I like reading as well. So I've been working my way through the Witcher books, um, up oh, to yeah. the third, yeah, the third book in the uh, in the actual main series. Mm. So there's there's two books that are f- like the first two books that are just short stories, um, and that's where you get a lot of the side quests in the, in the video games. Yeah, they're from yeah. there. Makes um, sense. and then it's like one long um arc which is like five books long like i'm halfway through it and then there's a final book which i don't know what's in that i'm still up, i haven't got up to date yet um but yeah. shout out shout out to the author of the witcher for being like so ignorant on video games he got yeah. like a flat rate instead of you know a percentage sales of the video games oh and he now, shot himself like, in the foot there yeah and now his like re-releases of his book have like the video game version of Geralt on the front and he is so mad <laughs> <laughs> well hey don't knock a medium that you're not 
that you're not, you know, educated uh, in. So funny. Don't knock something until you try it. Um, but yeah, that one. So enjoying that, but I also enjoy like classic literature as well, um, which is kind of a nerdy thing to say. Um, Nerd. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Nerd. But do you guys Nerd. There it is. Uh, but like, have you guys, because I've been trying to get into Franz Kafka, if anyone is familiar. It Maybe. sounds familiar. Uh, like Franz Kafka. Yeah, he did uh, *Metamorphosis*. Is, is his most famous one, and that's the one I've read. Um, I it's the, heard that title, but I don't know. It got turned into a video game, actually, which is a very average video game. Um, but it's essentially like a a guy like in his mid twenties, and then he just like gets turned into a into a bug. Like, oh right, yeah, yeah, I know that. It's like. <laughs> Randomly I've heard one of day. like uh, yeah, I've heard a whole bunch of other you know written medium also called metamorphosis, so I couldn't yeah. remember which one. Then you also have animorphs. Animorphs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not related to animorphs, no. <laughs> a- a- animorphs is just metamorphosis, but better. <laughs> it's for a hip young crowd in the nineties. <laughs> that means it's. That means it's good and better than anything else that came before it. Yeah. Good lord. Every, every household in the nineties had a had at least one copy of one of those books. I didn't. Really? <laughs> yeah. I I didn't either. I I never like I read one Animorphs book as a kid back in school. I thought it was dumb. But <laughs> every time I would like go to the library and see just the front cover of those books, I'm like, oh wow, cool. Yeah. And that <laughs> was a TV like, show only- that was weird. Oh, that TV show's bad. <laughs> it was a blast on the past. I, I, I think the I think the worst thing to come out of Animorphs though is its uh, PlayStation One game. I don't know the you, um. You got to see that it's I didn't know so that. awful. I don't know the Game Boy game, which is a Pokemon ripoff, which is not a good Pokemon ripoff. Oh, I didn't even know there was a Game. No. Boy There's game a Game Boy game. Oh, jeez. To YouTube. I I I found I've learned this one from a uh, Loxton and Noggin. Oh jeez, is yeah the uh, the PlayStation One game is just a poorly made platformer. Oh god, yeah, this one's a poorly yeah. made creature collector, which are your forms. Oh jeez. But speaking of reading, it's kind of hard to really get into reading when you can't visualize. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That is why I do most of my reading in RPGs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nathan, yeah, Nathan and I have that. Aphantasia. Where, yeah, that's what it's called. I can never remember what it's called. Yeah, basically that's our right. brains can't, you know, picture things. Interesting. But I did yeah. really get into Del Toro Quest. Okay. Before I, they I'd ruined never read it with a TV one, but... show. Nah. <laughs> It, it, the TV show has. Did you not read Del Toro Quest? Nope. Huh. It is. That sounds familiar. It is a. It's like a fantasy novel by an Australian writer. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. With, I, I was, with it. So Jake knew. Um, but like the animated show was like you know, two D animation until they came across the quote unquote book like villain. Ah, and that was three okay. D. Ah, 
So you'd have 2D characters fighting a 3D monster. Oh, I don't like that. In the mid-2000s. Or late, like, late 2000s. Oh, that would have been such bad CG. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember seeing this. Yeah, this is... <laughs> yeah. It was... I... Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back to to that series. It was not a good <laughs> series. Nah. Um, but yeah, that's those are probably my hobbies outside. That and I, te- I tend to make hobbies and turn them into like, uh, like I don't know, like side ventures. You know, hence Switchaboo, yeah. and hence the you know indie XP that I'm doing as well. Like I tend to do that as well. I, so. I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're exactly the same. You went yep. into you went into streaming. Yep. And Nathan, you started, you know, I mean, you're a bit more time poor, I suppose. Yeah. But you, you know, you've kind of turned your gaming hobby into uh writing as well. Yeah. I have. I did that before. That was questionable to say the least. Uh yeah. I remember some of the stories you told me. Yeah. Oh, just pretty bad. Yeah, it de- it depends on who you get as uh you know. There, there you go, Alex. If you wanted to see what it looks like. Oh, the Delta's quite. Delta <laughs> oh, what the! Oh, that is so bad. Oh, that's weird. What is that supposed to be? Like a frog? Uh, yes, frog, that is yeah. delicate. The like it's a poisonous toad. Sure. Oh Jesus! And that is the main <laughs> character. Oh I mean the two, Lord. the two D animation looks alright from that angle. Ah, oh, okay. It's it's not the best, but once you add the three D part, in, it's like no, I can't watch this. Yeah, that's that's real bad. Like it might have been the best they could do at the time, but yeah. like if it if it doesn't work, if the technology's not there, don't do it. I was also into Percy Jackson. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew a lot of people who were super into Percy Jackson until they released the movies. Yeah, yeah. That, I was working at the cinema when that when that came out, and yeah, they were I they yeah, were real like, bad. Ever since that movie came out, just like I like everyone I knew who was into that series, like just didn't mention Percy Jackson ever again. Because only way people would talk was, oh, the movies. It's like just, just yeah. stop, please. <laughs> Then you have, um, like, he's actually, they're working on a new show of it, I think, where the creator is actually hands-on. Oh, that's cool. I think on I like, Disney I Plus. I like when that happens. No, I do like when that happens. Yes. I was going to say, like, with Lord of the Rings and whatnot, but, yeah, that can't Oh, really yeah, happen. that's coming um, out, isn't it? Yeah, the Amazon, yeah. the Prime, um, that new series. And... I know we're not supposed to be talking about um, video games, but did you see the, I think it was The Minds of Moria? No. That got announced? Oh, no. that's right. You got, you guys aren't really into Lord of the Rings and that kind of Middle Earth. I, I've been meaning it's, to, but I never had, like, I missed it. Yeah, same. It, it's really weird considering that we're huge D&D nerds, but yeah, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. It, it was like... The books or whatever. 
never got taken to the movies to see it because you know i don't think my mom would have wanted to go see that yeah <laughs> and it was I, at I that tried age where to... we were young too young to go by ourselves i tried to introduce my parents to lord of the rings and no yeah I was given the book, but I never, like, it was at the point where I was having trouble to, like, really get into books. The books are hard as well. Yeah. Mm. The books are very hard. I've I've read them, but it took me a long time. And then I tried, um, the, well, The Hobbit is my favorite book, hands down. Love that book. Um, but even that is a bit disjointed at times. Um and but then i read those the hobbit and the lord of the rings trilogy and then i thought about reading the silmarillion are you guys familiar with the silmarillion i have heard of it but i can't remember yeah exactly. yeah it's essentially like the bible like it's yeah, a, yeah. it's about the the creation of the of the of middle earth and you know going to that kind of law and that's kind of where like fantasy law started in terms of you know actually thinking about the world um and it's dense. It is super dense. I got halfway through and I'm just like, I will go back to this one day. Just not now. <laughs> just not now. And that was like six years ago. Uh, but yeah, it's it's difficult to, to stomach. I know to, he was to, also very, very into language, which is why yeah. languages in that world are very detailed. Mm. Yeah, very, very much into languages. Very religious as well. Um, With some very questionable quotes he's made in the past. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Think of the era especially a, as well. A lot of old people. Yeah. yeah. They're like that. So it's, it was the times. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a very sad upbringing, though. Yeah. Um, he, I think his father died when he was like two. His mother died when he was like 14. Um, then he went to university and then he created, like, then he was in like a, a literature group where they, you know, they would all like write poems and stories and whatnot. And then the war happens, like the first world war, and then everyone went to war and then all his friends died. And then he came back and then he, you know, and he was writing the Silmarillion while he was in the trenches. Like, that's, like, the first 20 to 30 years of his life. Ouch, yeah. So, oof. Yeah, big oof. Um, and that's why, like, I haven't seen it, but there's a whole um, movie about him. I, I need to see that one day. It's on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Definitely something worth looking to. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, do I, leave, do I leave the podcast on that sad note? I mean, well, I, I mean, I was gonna say we haven't had stuff, so. Jake's. Oh, of course. <laughs> Sorry, that, that, that's all right. I wanted to get everything you know out of the way. So yeah, uh, things I do outside. Well, this is still technically gaming, but uh, yeah, as we mentioned a few times uh, this episode, plus you know, many of the previous episodes. Uh, hey, I stream on Twitch. <laughs> Are you gonna plug yourself? Yeah. Well, I gotta. I mean, he, he hasn't <laughs> plugged himself for a while. Yeah. Let him I, do it. I, hey, <laughs> I always said from day one when I joined this podcast, I don't want to plug myself. I'm here for Switchaboo, not to not to shill my own stuff. And then, then I said... Came, yeah, then you came along. It's like, do it. It's like, fine. And then I said it, and now he's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you can catch me at uh, <laughs> twitch.tv slash jaxic15. 
like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I am currently uh, streaming Shimagami Tensei Persona, aka Persona One. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, I stream uh, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, really, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I did it. Uh, like like Alex said, uh, we're kind of people that just turn our hobbies into you know just ventures or just jobs mm. and stuff because uh I, I i was always one of those people that just had no idea what i wanted to do just like in life in general mm-hmm. so i just played video games all day and hey i turned that into a career i yeah because like i do the stream i review stuff here uh before i did that i used to have a let's play channel with nathan yeah plus you know other mutual friends of ours which is how we got a crossover of game grumps wait wait go back (laughs) what happened that happened technically (laughs) (laughs) okay back when uh the game grumps first started doing yeah mario Mario Maker. maker stuff Back in like the super early days when that exploded, when they were doing, oh my god, Ross's levels are so hard. Uh, one of Nathan's uh, messages from like when he played e- episode four, uh, that level huh. showed up on an episode. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's the closest we'll ever get to a uh, <laughs> to a collab with the Game Grumps. I, I that was I told uh, someone like recently, uh. like, oh, you were a guest gum. I was like. <laughs> Well, I guess that counts. <laughs> that's going yeah, on. Your, that that's was, going uh, on your tombstone. That was funny, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a guest grump. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've been, uh, I've just been doing uh, internet content creation for like a little over a decade yeah. now. At this point, jeez, oh, time flies. <laughs> but yeah, and like because I, I did that because like. I've always wanted to be an entertainer of some, like, some way, shape, mm. or form. I just didn't really know how. Like, as a kid, I wanted to be a comedian. Then I learned I have extreme anxiety problems, so that was a big no. <laughs> Makes it a bit difficult. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really difficult. During my teens, I uh, picked up the bass, wanted to be in a band. I never actually got... Like I, I had like seven professional lessons, and then I just didn't have enough money to continue, and then that mm. fell apart. Uh during like my late teens, early twenties, I picked up voice acting. That that was fun. I've been in a few <laughs> things that no one has ever heard of, because most of the time they never actually get finished. So, oh, but yeah, th- those were interesting days because like that was like the only income I had for a while was just doing random voiceover gigs yeah. i've done stuff i don't want to talk about <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> oh, well, now i want to know <laughs> now i'm curious <laughs> the question is is he allowed to no fair enough <laughs> not allowed to on this podcast but um I will leave that there, then. <laughs> Let your minds wander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, that was that is another hobby I've gotten into is voice acting, because, you know, I talk about voice acting a lot on this podcast as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, when I eventually got around to, you know, content creation and, you know, streaming and all that, that, that kind of combines just about everything I've been into into like one mm. package 
And yeah, I've just kind of made that my thing. And it's wicked that you can do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I suppose that's just like modern. Yeah, modern days of wild, man. Yeah, people, it's crazy. yeah, people always told me like I wouldn't, you know, amount to anything. And then it's like, ha ha! I live in a world where I can get paid to play video games on the internet. Jokes <laughs> on you, nerds. That's it. Well, the older, <laughs> I think that's just the older generation. They don't really understand it. Well, they're starting yeah. to, but like you know, it's yeah, yeah, they just don't really get it. What other hobbies do I have? Um. Yeah, like Nathan, a lot of my uh, uh, a lot of my other hobbies are like gaming adjacent, like card games and D and D. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I speaking of uh, card games, I'm also you got, uh, yeah, more yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I, 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 I did a pack opening last week on stream, and it was god awful. Four hundred dollars down the drain. So you didn't get anything, <laughs> did you? Yeah, like nothing of worth. Like Yikes. all the things that like I wanted to get, like just for collection sake, not even for like resale value. I didn't even get. Uh. Yeah, but uh, card games. Other things I've into legalized yeah, yeah, gaming, uh, gambling. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> but oh. uh, yeah, other things I'm into, like um, since you guys went on about anime and stuff, like. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I I did have an anime phase, but like it's kind of petered out a bit. It's more like anime games now, but um, <laughs> like shows and stuff. I'm super into. Uh, I'm really into Transformers and Power Rangers because I'm still you know ten, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I, I saw this uh, picture. Millennials. Um, their hobbies are filling the like room with stuff that they liked from their childhood while the world dies around them yep <laughs> yes that is our culture that is correct yep. that is our culture now i say as i stare at my collection of masterpiece transformers figures and vulgin because <laughs> the real yeah, world's just too like, damn depressing <laughs> it's too depressing so i looked at optimus uh, optimus prime space yay <laughs> and makes it, it all makes better oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but uh other than that i don't really think i have anything else i mean you played the bass yeah i i do sure mm. sure i do that but you know being self-taught you can only go so far that's yeah. like I, I i i did yeah i did pick it back up like earlier in the year and i've just been slowly forgetting about it unfortunately it's that thing as well because yeah i mean i didn't mention it but yeah i play guitar as 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 well but like yeah it's it's a thing where you don't pick it up if you don't consistently pick it up you just get rusty very quickly yeah yeah like there there was a good chunk of time where like i straight up just didn't touch it for like six seven years yeah because i was i was just too busy making content on the internet Like it was my like every day I'd get up, I'd record like two hours of footage, use the rest of the day to edit it, then go to sleep, repeat. It was every day for five years. And it eventually like wore out on me. It's like I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's it, a lot of like that's the thing that a lot of people 
don't realize as well is that kind of stuff does take a lot of time like even you know me writing and um like this after this this two-hour podcast i have to go back and edit it and make Mm. sure it's good for for release so yeah i get you like editing takes a lot of time yeah like even as even something as simple as like a 15 minute let's play video with like very minimal editing still will take about half an hour Mm. at the least yeah. So like constantly, yeah, constantly like editing those videos, rendering like, yeah, like edit a video, render, move on to the next one, just keep going with like two hours of footage will take up an entire day. It's true. I can vouch for that. Content creation is a hard job. It it, it people people don't think it is because all they see is you know people sitting down playing video games. But it is actually really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, cons- you gotta, you gotta consider yourself. Yeah. Preparing yourself and considering like, you know, if if you start looking at, you know, target audiences and demographics and if you start getting like you need a you need to learn marketing things as well, like yeah. how to market yourself. I cannot do for the life of me. <laughs> Mainly because I don't wanna. It's just, eh, it's too hard. Screw it. If people find me, they find me. That's that's another thing as well. Is actually like, yeah, if you, if you find it too difficult, or some people just don't like marketing themselves because they don't feel like they should be marketing themselves, or like they they kind of um, they put down their own their own efforts and their own work. Yeah, it's like you've got to play the game. Like, like I mentioned, yeah, like I mentioned before when I first came on the podcast, I didn't want to shill myself out. Mm. <laughs> Then you said do it. I'm like, all right, open the floodgates. I sure did. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, that about wraps it up for what I'm into. Nathan, anything else you want to add? Nothing that I can think of. No. Yep, I'm good there as well. So, um, thank you everyone for listening. Remember, you can always find us uh, switchaboo.com. So that's where, like like I mentioned, that's where all our reviews are, um, in addition to our YouTube page, so youtube.com slash switchaboo, and you can find some of Jake's uh, joy plays on there that he's done for us, so youtube.com slash switchaboo joy plays. It really is just my YouTube channel at this point. <laughs> it has become that, yeah. <laughs> With the occasional video review added. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, so... Um, you know, slash Switchaboo. Uh, Twitter specifically is Switchaboo News uh, because Switchaboo was taken. Um, and pinned to the top of the Twitter page is our Discord channel, which uh, you can join there and, you know, have a chat to us. And yeah, all our content goes up there as well. Um, oh, of course, as well, on our Patreon for just $1 per month, you can get this podcast two to three days early, which definitely helps because this is a fortnightly podcast. Yes. That makes things more relevant. And, oh, and, and you might get shorter ad free episodes. as well. Shorter episodes, ad free. Yeah. More frequent, though. More frequent, exactly. Would be good. Uh, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening and remember to have fun. Catch gotcha. ya. See ya.